What is up, Fantasyland? We're here for another Monday night tailgate. Big one. Will Russ Cook? Will Dolchlich finally have a breakout party? We're going to look at that tonight. Look at the battle. Look at the week coming. Look at the week that passed. And a lot more to help you in with another big guest in the district. Let's get to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? We're back for another tailgate. And uh, Theo, I'm just going to mute you because I think we're getting a bit of an echo. Um, Theo's trying out a new mic, man. We're, we're trying to upgrade the, the production here. So we're going to get that fixed up real quick. What up in the chat? What up, 1912? Guys, thanks for joining us tonight. Smash the like, smash the subscribe. You know how we do it. But for every Monday night, every Thursday night, we bring in a big guest. We do 45 of hardcore fantasy. And tonight is no different. Theo, I'm going to go back to you. Unmute and let you walk this man in proper. Yeah, so uh, I apologize for the technical difficulties. We're giving it a go tonight with the new webcam, new mic. Um, but I'm happy to have my boy uh, Vlad Sedler um, of FTN Fantasy. If you play high stakes, especially to the NFFC people and the NFBC people, Vlad is a very well-known guy. He is a very successful football and baseball player. He also writes a tremendous article called The Fab Whisperer. Vlad, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your stuff and what you're coming out with during the fantasy football season? Yeah, I mean, uh, over at FTN, uh, ftnfantasy.com, and every week on Tuesdays, as a matter of fact, um, writing it now, is uh, my Fab Whisper column that basically breaks things down for uh, the high-stakes drafts, the you know the, the drafts with the 350-plus buy-ins for uh, the prime times and the main events, and literally just uh, you know breaking it down per uh, position, uh, sorting it by, uh, you know, the, the players that you need to be targeting, fab bid amount ranges, and uh, really sorting through. I mean, I'm, you know, going down to the kickers and the defenses and just so much that I'm I'm finding out and, and digging into, uh, looking for every edge we can get, right? Because every week uh, when we're looking at our live scoring and you're seeing some of the points on the bench or you're seeing some of the, you know, the uh, the kickers that a lot of times people are just automatic just clicking okay let let's you know grab the the guys from the best teams we're not really diving in so I'm trying to do a little bit of that um, extra uh, so that we're not leaving points at, on the table so there and then um, at Roto Gut on Twitter quick follow up what is the worst number to end a fab bid with man I <laughs> the worst it, it really depends what year when I mean it, people are just so so much savvier these days and and really. 
the smart thing is to 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 uh, continue to to mix it up, right? You don't want to leave uh, any any crumbs on the table. You don't want to leave people chasing like, oh, this guy's always ending uh, with a nine. Let me just you know kind of take it into the next uh, you know the next level. So um, you know, I don't know if there's a worse number. I know there there are stats out there as far as you know kind of what the best and, and worst are. Um, you know, it really just depends. Like I went through a phase where I was going, you know, on the dot 40, right? Like if I like a player in the high thirties, I'll just hit that 40 or the 41 and, and maybe grab them. So I'm also trying to win them with as little of spread as possible, because uh, again, I don't want to leave too much, uh, you know, wasted fab out there. No, we definitely highly, highly recommend your, your column. Um, I write a waiver wire article. It's very difficult to do. Um, you're coming out with it on a weekly basis. But you go very deep. You give recommended fab amounts. I think it's very, very helpful to people. Um, you and Nelson Sousa, mm -hmm. another friend of ours and a friend of the show, um, are really coming out with great stuff in terms of the high stakes content you're putting out at FTN. Uh, so we're stoked to get a chance to you know talk some shop with you tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, big fan of your show and and you guys personally. And uh, and of course you, OG. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, one of the Kings of Twitter now I see, man, like you're, you're, you know, you're crushing the memes, popping. crushing meme the memes, meme yeah, king, definitely, the, the, definitely the, definitely the one-on-one Theo's definitely the one-on-one of, of the goat of the, uh, the memes right now. I was saying, uh, as a joke to Vlad, I'll stare at the same, same picture for five hours and couldn't come up with, uh, some of the stuff you come up with, man. We love it. Keep them coming. I'm sure, uh, fantasy land, as you know, is, is loving it too, with the likes Guys, let's get into it, man. There's so much to talk about. Uh, Theo and I crushed some questions. We, we're, we're not expecting to get through all of them. We're going to try to get through some of these uh, tonight, the, the most important ones. I'm going to start in Tampa, man. Like the, the, the Bucks offense was, you know, especially on our show, we were, we were big uh, fans of a lot of these pieces, including Brady, uh, Gage going over there. You know, Evans was already there. Godwin, you knew, would come off the injury. And, you know, struggled a bit. Now you're hearing whispers about Brady off the field and that kind of trickling into what's happening on the field. I'm just curious, you know, where are you with this offense? What pieces do you like moving up and which one are maybe uh, starting to worry you a bit? Yeah, it, it's a difficult spot. I mean, I think everybody is uh, well aware from the preseason the sort of issues falling around, um, falling around this team. And it's really hard to like quantify it or put a finger on it. But a lot of us in the high stakes community were just a little concerned. We're like, you know, you, you kind of want to get ahead of things and, and not overinvest on, you know, players from a, from a team that already, you know, seem to be having issues. I mean, all the receivers were, were out at some point in the preseason, even Evans was a little banged up and just suspension here. Um, you know, Brady's divorce, uh, gauge banged up Julio, never ready. It's really kind of weird, uh, really weird situation. Then, and of course, they go ahead and a game where they were supposed to absolutely smash the Steelers and Evans was supposed to, you know, you typically I consider myself like a, the Evans DFS whisperer. And I'm like, man, I'm all in. This is the week. And all of a sudden, you know, just a couple, you know, a couple catches for 34 yards or 45 yards, whatever it was. And you just don't know what to expect from this team. Uh, obviously, people um, threw in high draft capital to grab uh, you know, Mr. Evans and, you know, third round pick Godwin was a heck of a deal. I think he's the guy that as long as he stays healthy over the course of the season is going to return kind of the most bang for your buck and Brady's in a tough spot, right? It's, it's a lot of times it's just, uh, you know, it's matchup based and, uh, you never know when he's going to go for three seventy five and three or just completely, you know, just poop. So, um, yeah, it's a tough spot and they just have this like bad aura around them, uh, from the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Godwin's definitely the one that I'm very bullish on. Uh, his usage looks really, really good, and the schedule's setting up nicely for him. Evans, it just doesn't seem to be happening right now. Um, I think you know you you might you're using him. You're you're kind of forced to, but he seems like more of a spike week guy than a than a weekly guy right now. Um, Fournette seems safe, but it's just the entire offense is just one that we really need to be realistic with. They're a, they're a middling offense. They're still going to win games, um, but they're very susceptible to ordinary teams like we're seeing this past weekend with Pittsburgh. And you don't really like the optics of Brady ripping apart his offensive line, yeah. you know, after he's attending a wedding, he's traveling all over the country, he's missing practice. Um, you know, I get it. He's sort of a celebrity at this point, but it's got to be getting a little bit old to some of some of these players to have that kind of attitude on the sideline uh, when you're not even there. Yeah, and it's all really unpredictable, right? I mean, it just could be at at some point, you know, he just you never know could just kind of decide to hang it up. I mean, we 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 just don't know the details of his life and what's going on. Um, but there there are just so many things that can have uh, a lot of repercussions throughout uh, throughout this offense. So, except for yeah, Kate Otten, right? He'll he'll probably always just you know, <laughs> grab a couple balls. Joe, I, oh, I, the Harry Snowman had had Otten uh, in Tampa. He he singled him out. Tampa right now twentieth in scoring points per game. Uh, Evans giving you a wide receiver nine so far, still a top 10, but like you said, uh, not the consistency. And then who knows with, with some of these pieces in and out of the lineup as we move forward. And then hopefully Brady's got his head in the game, gets his head out of the, you know, out of the party mode or whatever he's in right now, living the single life or I don't even know what you call it. But, um, uh, Theo, we're go ahead, man. Go ahead. One, one JD and I were talking earlier, one, one player who, the GOAT district has been big fans of, especially because we do a lot of dynasty-centric stuff around rookie draft season. Tyquan Thornton was a guy who was kind of a beat-up draft pick. The The Patriots were kind of maligned for using the pick on him. He Some people had him as a, a day three guy. They took him on day two. He's one of the fastest players in football. And we saw such an impressive debut from him this weekend. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown. He had five targets, and he also had three manufactured rushing rushing attempts. We also saw a full snap game from Devontae Parker. It seems like we've kind of got a little bit of clarity on the Patriots wide receiver situation. What are your thoughts on Thornton and Devontae Parker alongside Jacoby Myers in New England? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's still it's Belichick run offense. It's a uh, it's it's going to primarily run through Ramondre Stevenson in a healthy. Uh, Damian Harris, who, you know, is always underrated. The guy, you know, he, the guy gets in the box, he gets it done, even though he doesn't catch many passes, isn't really fantasy sexy, so to speak. Uh, Jacoby Myers is just, uh, you know, just a, he's a great, uh, great, you know, solid field, field stretcher, can be a long, you know, big ADOT guy if, you, if they really operated that way. Uh, really, the, the the question mark is with the, with the quarterbacks, right? Now you got the whispering of, uh, oh, maybe, you know, maybe Zap is is even a better option than Mac Jones. Who knows how that's going to play out? Of course, Mac Jones is their guy. Uh, but but I guess, you know, time will tell. Uh, Tyquan Thornton is the type of guy that we want to be targeting this week in uh, in the high stakes uh, land because, you're, you know, you're holding 20 roster spots. And even if you don't necessarily need him this week, he's a guy that can really kind of rise to, you know, cream rises to the top. Talent always does. We saw that in that two touchdown game. And that's absolutely the type of guy we want to target over, you know, grabbing the Marvin Joneses for, you know, a few bucks and uh, Devontae Parkers of the world. Like Tycon Thornton can really make a difference and especially possibly in the playoffs when you really need them. So, 
we'll see. This will be an interesting game here. Next one here against uh, the Bears, I believe. Probably going to be kind of like a slow-paced uh, run game. Probably another Ramondre game. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, Parker is necessarily a great start this week. But if somebody is in a pinch, then it could work out. It's just kind of every week you just never know you're going to get three out of him or or 16. Very, very, uh, very, very low um, uh, um, you know, barrier for points. I think you kind of nailed it with Thornton is I think a lot of people are going to kind of discount it um, because I don't know. People just were, were so negative towards him, but, and this is not to say his career will be in any sort of a trajectory, but you recall you've been doing this a long time, how cheap people got Tyree kill for his rookie year where he was this later round prospect. He broke out with a couple of big plays and people kind of let him go on that waiver wire, maybe a, an 8% guy. And he ended up winning people leagues. So I think a guy with that kind of speed, if they're going to get all these manufactured touches for, obviously it's something that we've kind of got to pay in order to see the, you know, week two, but he's a guy I'm just very intrigued with right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, shout out to a friend of the GOAT district, Matt Modica, who's a longtime friend of mine and obviously a high stakes crusher. I mean, he was in Thornton market last week. That's how you do it. You grab him for a few bucks uh, before, you know, the rest of the market kind of catches on. You'll probably see some triple digit bids on him uh, going off this past week. And then at that point, you always want to get in uh, early on those type of plays. Damn, Matt runs pure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into so a, a big matchup from this weekend was obviously, guys, the Bills uh, and the Chiefs. Bills again come out of it, you know, tightly, a little tight, 24 to 20. Is anyone or anyone is any team going to beat the Bills, Vlad? Uh, in your opinion, as you look at their schedule m- moving forward, um, and I'm just wondering, you know, when you look at this this Bills offense, other than Diggs Davis, like, is there anyone else that's like a must starter that you're kind of looking to start? Whether it's like a matchup kind of start, just because you see it really kind of spread out after that when you're when you're looking at the production and then talk about juju if you can on the other side of the field we finally see him getting that touchdown and giving you a nice week uh in in fantasy with week six yeah that was a great game uh and of course you know tony romo the man that he is nailed the uh, n- nailed the exact score which is really interesting uh yeah i mean i don't really don't see a game there that they could lose they probably will lose a game maybe even two it'll happen at some point it'll you know things won't won't go their way uh, but as far as the pieces, obviously, Stefan Diggs, you know, top top wide out. Gabriel Davis is amazing. Um, you know, in DFS, I'm always, uh, you know, rolling with him when he's uh, low percentage just because you just never know when he can catch one of those big bombs. Um, I think Dawson Knox week to week is going to be really tough to uh, predict and project. And then, uh, you know, the, I think maybe we'll see a little bit of changing of the guards with the, uh, uh, you know, the third man there with Isaiah McKenzie kind of coming off a really bad game. Of course, you know, he had the concussion prior. Maybe wasn't you know all the way there, uh, but Khalil Shakir looks like an absolute stud. He's somebody that people should have been uh, buying in on last couple of weeks. Singletary, we may never see this season the type of stretch that we saw out of him down the stretch last year. Right? It was you know those seven eight games he was scoring a touchdown or two almost every single game. Uh, for him, I think also you know people probably have him on rosters where you have a tough decision to make. It's like you know him versus you know maybe somebody else that you know, a mustard or whomever, you, you don't know who to start week to week. And I think with Singletary, it really is games that have maybe a lower spread, like maybe if they're facing uh, Minnesota or maybe a high pace game like Detroit uh, that they have coming up in a few weeks. Those are the type of matchups I would roll with him uh, as opposed to games where they're maybe favored by seven to 10, uh, only because in those types of cases, you might see a little bit more James Cook uh, mix in over there. 
As far as Juju, man, I'm just happy to see that game. He is one of my highest rostered players across NFFC and, uh, uh, and I played him in DFS, just needed it to happen. Um, you know, started him everywhere. And uh, you, you knew it was coming at some point, especially when uh, everyone on Twitter was like, oh, Juju's, you know, he's, he's dust, he's dust. That's that's when you know it's uh, it's coming. We, we had uh, Mike Leone on this past week, and, and uh, he's a big, big Juju guy, and he was talking him up. And uh, he he also also was banking on him in a lot of these high-stakes uh, leagues. So there's a lot of very sharp people that were on Juju in the preseason you know, and maybe this game could be like a springboard to seeing a few weeks like this. They certainly need a wide receiver who's consistent for them. Yeah, and I mean, that's interesting. And, and we even knew it before the season started. Like, it's going to be tough to predict where it's going to come from, where the production is going to come from outside of Travis Kelsey. We've seen the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire spike weeks and then just been absolute you know garbage the last few weeks. MVS is the top receiver one week, the next week an absolute goose egg. So, uh, it, it's really tough, but Juju and PPR should be a pretty solid constant. And I think you'll, you're not going to get, you know, six plus touchdowns out of him, but you should get some, uh, you know, 80 plus receptions and, and a really nice season. Theo, I was going to ask you real quick. I, I sent two seconds. I think I'd ask you about this one, two seconds for, for uh, Gabe Davis and Juju right before the game started uh, Sunday morning. So I feel good about that, that trade. How do you feel about the values? I mean, I think that's awesome. Was that a triflex or was that in, in nope. a regular no, just a regular super flex. I think you did very, very well with that. I think that um, this year's rookie class, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, is going to have a number of prospects we saw, like Bryce Young. Uh, there's a couple of these guys that people are extremely high on, Stroud. Um, so you kind of avoid that with the with the second rounders. But there, those could be some nice players. But, you know, Gabe Davis and, and Juju, that's you're going to get some production there, J.D. I think that's a, that's a go-for-it type trade and kind of a no-brainer for me. Talk to or let's uh, let's talk running backs, Theo. I know you've got a, a couple rookies that you're uh, you want to ask so, about. So Tyler Algier is interesting. Um, Caleb Huntley and Algier each had 15. Um, I believe Huntley had 16 and Algier had 15 rushing attempts. So they had 31 combined rushing attempts this weekend. The Falcons, much to the chagrin of fantasy managers, are are running the ball a ton and using their running backs a lot. We don't need to get into Kyle Pitts and, and Drake London um that's another whole nother that could be a whole show <laughs> but what's your expectations for Damian Williams coming back this week mm -hmm. I have him stashed a number of places I know Dan Williamson does as well and JD does I'm intrigued what are your thoughts on him I have uh I have a few Damian Williams as well I did have to drop a couple just to you know f fill in for you know backup tight end when when Freermuth was uh was out but it's going to be a messy backfield and then you obviously Mariota runs a little bit uh by the way Caleb Huntley killed me this weekend I did one of those uh uh I, I was cruising on the baseball the underdog pickums so like you know the you know pick 3 pick you know pick 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 3 and, and you know just collect money um I decided to just kind of go for it a little bit on the football one and I had like the Ramonde touchdown a couple other things everything hit but I randomly saw this and, and obviously it was a trap it was like Caleb Huntley under 33 rushing yards. I'm like, all right, game script here. San Francisco is going to dominate. You know, maybe Damian will come back. It was early enough in the week. I thought maybe he might return. Um, and then either way, Algiers are their, their top guy. Little did I know Huntley was going to go off and just, you know, get so many carries. They would, you know, run with the game script. But he's pretty talented, right? I mean, he he, he looks good enough. I think that's going to be a messy backfield for, for time to come, right? Because if Huntley's playing well, you got eventually Cordero Patterson back, or, or so we hope. 
Um, it's going to be a real mess for for fantasy, but there could be a couple of game in, games in there for Damian, who I don't think is is quite done yet. I think he's got a little bit left in the tank. No, for they're sure. deep. They're deep at running back, man. Even with Avery back there, I mean, he's he's young, you know. So it's I mean, it's a good problem to have for a team like this, right? A young offense like this that's kind of trying to figure itself mm-hmm. out. Um, Hollywood Brown. I mean, unfortunately, uh, I know I have some stacks with Kyler. You know, whether it's best ball, Dino, Dino, wherever. I know, you know, all of us probably have have pieces of them. So now with the injury, I mean, the good news is it's not season ending. It's not as bad as they initially thought from from what we're hearing today from Rapport. Last I saw was uh, about six weeks, I think, that six I saw. Weeks. Yeah, and he's getting another opinion. So yeah, you know, call it, call it, call it. Could be a little less. Could be mm-hmm. a little more. Could be five or so not as bad as we thought, but talk to us, Vlad. How do you see the ripple effect uh, happening in the next, you know, maybe until he does come back? Now, obviously, we've got Hopkins coming back Mm -hmm. off a suspension. So a lot of moving pieces. What do you see happening moving forward in in these next few weeks from Atlanta? I mean, I think, you know, Kyler and uh, DeAndre Hopkins do, you know, uh, know, have a little bit of a connection from last season. And obviously, a lot of people think that, uh, Hopkins is just not that elite receiver that he has been. Time will tell, right? Um, you know, I, I don't want to make any 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 uh, big claims on that front, but does you know the, the the timing happens to be perfect for there not to be any sort of issue there. DeAndre Hopkins comes in, he's going to be the top dog. Uh, Robbie Anderson moving in there, man. That's that's just I don't know what uh, what's going to happen there. <laughs> I do know that he is worth bidding on, uh, just because of the team context. It's a lot better and much different when you have somebody like Kyler who. The jury's still out on. He is having kind of an odd season, um, mm-hmm. and and you know had that hundred yard game yesterday, right? But uh, yeah, you, you just kind of gotta get get him right. Um, in, in online championships, the three fifty on NFFC is available. I think in sixteen percent of leagues. Uh, if I'm bidding between those two, I think probably Thornton. I would go for him ahead of him, just because you know he's a young kid. Um, you know, not a headache like Robbie is. Um, you know, I mean, what's next is going to, you know, go with the ROBY. Like you, you just don't know what, what's <laughs> happening with this kid. I like Kingsbury, it. Kingsbury and Robbie Anderson. It's going to be, it's just an interesting <laughs> dynamic with the galaxy braining of Kingsbury. I'm like, I'm not, it's, it's a great landing spot for Anderson in my opinion, just because of the timing of the Hollywood Brown injury. But yeah, I'd be with you. Uh, Thornton is the one I would much prefer if Wandale Robinson happens to be out there in, in some of these home leagues, I'd much prefer him as well. Um, but it will be interesting to see DeAndre Hopkins should come back and step into a nice target chair. Rondell Moore, I think will be about the same, but at least he'll be consistent with the targets. I think you can bank on him being about a wide receiver three right now, but Robbie will, you know, at least have a role as a field stretcher. I think he's better than AJ green right now. Mm-hmm. And they certainly need another body out there. The offense is a mess. They uh, got it. It's, it's insane to get, 100 yards rushing out of Kyler Murray, and he still doesn't crack the top 12 quarterback scoring this week. It's just, it's painful for for us, uh, us Kyler Murray managers. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird the whole offense as a whole, right? Because you 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 look at the you know the the sum of all the pieces, the individual players. There's a lot of fat fantasy talent on there, and it's just odd to to, to see them get absolutely crushed. Like even like Seattle defense is one of the top scorers uh, of the week among among uh, DSTs. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, and the dynamics are, are constantly shifting. When does James Conner return? And you know, to what role is he? Has he not been healthy all year? Now Brown is out, who's, who's clearly been their best player. How does Hopkins step in? So many questions right now. But obviously, I think uh, folks that have been waiting and uh, holding on to DeAndre Hopkins are gonna be happy. So 
You got this game on Thursday at New Orleans, and then the schedule opens up a little bit. Uh, Minnesota, Seattle, Rams uh, should be a fun little stretch. And and we've learned, guys, you never know who the quarterback's gonna gonna click with. You know what I mean? Where that they just get on the field together and and just magic happens. You never know, man. Robbie, he's got talent. He can he can open up the game. So you never know what it comes out. And like you said, this time of year, I think he is a good waiver wire pickup. Jeff Wilson has seen his usage go down now for two straight weeks. He had a fantasy dud this past week. It's a guy that people were very happy to have. He's been producing for people. How worried are you about this situation after the past two weeks? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, he had been just kind of running with the job and getting his uh, 16, 18 carries per game. And I think like it was like prior, prior to week six, I think it was like three out of four games were just like nice and you know, exceeded uh, fantasy value, which is great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not, not catching many passes, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, this past week was just game script. Unfortunately, it was just one of those uh, scenarios where, you know, he played 50% of the snaps, only got seven carries, uh, only one target because they were down early and that's just kind of the way it goes. And that's very rare, uh, to, to, to see there in San Francisco, this is going to get to be another messy backfield. Um, you know, obviously there are, I don't know if they're ready for Tyrion Davis price, but, uh, but he's somebody that can come in and step in. Um, and then eventually Elijah Mitchell comes back. I know um, if you're tempted to uh, to drop him now, definitely do not, um, especially in leagues like NFFC where you don't have the IR spot. I've been trying to scoop up as many as I can. Uh, you know, JD and I were looking before the show that he's likely going to come back, uh, coming back after um, their bye week, which I believe is week nine or ten. So um, we'll see. Uh, eventually, Jeff Wilson will sort of fall to the you know to you know behind Elijah, or at least so we think. Uh, but uh, but really. It, you know, this next game here, it's going to be what against the Chiefs. That'll be an interesting one for him to project. I don't know if he's a, just an automatic starter, um, but that should be at least I would think a pretty close game um, and maybe a little bit more passing from uh, from Jimmy G and getting more Debo and Ayuk involved than, than Wilson running. Question for you both. Not to get off topic here, but we have Christian McCaffrey rumors. Not even want to, not even want to try to guess, you know, where he could get traded to if he gets traded at all. But who would you rather have, Deonta Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, or neither one of them if the trade does go down? I mean, I'm all I I'm so invested in Deonta Foreman. I need something. So I was a big fan of him last season and and got him um, on a few teams and helped me down the stretch run when he was dominating for Tennessee. And uh, had a couple of those hundred yes plus yard games. Um, he had a few more carries than than Chuba this past week. The usage has been a little odd between the two of them, but we saw him get you know Dante got five carries. I think he's um, you know I think he's a little bit more elusive, not as good of a, as a pass catcher, of course. But uh, I think Foreman would kind of be the early down guy, and then perhaps uh, you know Chuba Chuba's got some um, you know some issues with um, you know kind of holding the line and, and and some you know some blunders that he's had i think over you know the last few weeks which i think has affected his playing time a little bit um but you know he's obviously solid and i think that Ricci guy's even been getting a few uh, a few snaps here and there jd speak up for for your your fellow canadian chuba chuba yeah i mean it's hard to say right because anytime cmc is involved it's hard to say what these guys can really do but you saw last year uh before foreman kind of went on a tear we we, we have seen flashes from Chuba, and we've seen you know what he can do um, with with very limited opportunity. But I I'm with Vlad. I think uh, especially at the fact that they brought in a guy who looked really strong as a three down back last year for for a few weeks. It, it's hard to see them kind of hand this over, especially with with the way this offense is rolling. 
I, I feel like it's going to be a split and it's going to be hard to, to really depend on either one. I mean, maybe you want to have one of these guys on your bench in case one of them really shines and takes over or there's another injury. I'm always in the way I approach it with running backs. There's a very high chance of injury. So I, I always want whatever piece I, you know, that I can get basically just to have a piece. Uh, Cause you know, like if, if CMC is gone, they're definitely going to be having to fill some space with, with, with running the rock. It just, who's it going to be? I don't know that we're going to have one of these guys take it over right out of the gate. By the way, guys, I, uh, just on a totally similar topic, cause we're talking about running back trades. Uh, yeah. I was going to tweet about this, but then I just rather bring it up here on the show. Uh, I thought about like cam anchors, where would be the ideal spot for him? And I know a lot of people are polarized on him, but I was thinking like if you, and not for fantasy necessarily, but you get him on the giants and you have an, a legit, uh, you know, sort of backup and, and somebody, I, I know maybe it's not a perfect fit cause he's not like the best pass catcher, but you get him on a team with Barkley that he could spell Barkley once in a while, or if case something happens to Barkley. But I was looking, I really couldn't find a, a much better situation, at least from a real life standpoint, than than the Giants. I don't know if you guys looked at any for, like, like for Acres. You mean? Yeah, I like so, Miami a little. From I, I just think Miami lacks a younger running back, and I'd still qualify him as a, a guy who's kind of on the younger end. I, I think. The Florida teams, Miami and Jacksonville, always seem to add these X like FSU, Miami, and Florida guys. It seems like you could get them for cheap. You know, Moster is a guy that never really holds up. Edmonds has been disappointing. They elevated like Salvon Ahmed. So they're going like deep, deep, deep at the running back spot. Um, I'd like to see Akers, you know, but I, I don't have much hope for him. But that was like one team that kind of jumped out to me. And Hey, how about Atlanta? They seem to love uh, mixing in as many running backs as possible. Uh, that would that would also make a little bit of sense. I just want to see him in a cool uniform. That's all. I can't make. I was going to say I don't know that he has anything left from what we've seen, but I mean yeah. maybe you know maybe he does find a home. And you, we see these guys now, especially if they're young, if they're younger and they don't have as much threat off the tires. In Acres' case, uh, being off with injury, sorry, Theo. He could go play um, near you, JD, with the Toronto Argonauts. Too. CFL, yeah. CFL. Oh, we got uh, the, the chat's rocking, by the way. You guys, are, I can't even keep up with, with the chat. You guys are awesome tonight. Uh, Madison for Acres straight up. There you go. There's a trade. Madison, right. you know, I think the Rams would like that trade. If they can get an Alexander Madison for, for Acres, I think they would take that one. And then good luck telling the uh, difference between him and Daryl Henderson if they have similar uniforms. There you go. CMC is going to end up in, in, in an LA Ram watch. Um, Mariota on the other side of the ball, guys, we talked about San Fran. You, you hear the chat talking about the running backs. I'm just curious. We saw, uh, Mario, Mariota run for 50 touchdown on the ground, two in the air, but he was really spreading the ball. Like if you look at kind of where, where the targets went, I'm just wondering, you know, Theo, you joked about us not talking about London and, and, and Pitts. Um, how, how do you see this, this offense? Like is a, do you think Mariota, is kind of the rest of the season starter. Do you think that they've seen enough from him to kind of give him that? Or do you think that the rookie gets the opportunity at some point still? And B, how do you see London and, and Pitts producing rest of season just because of kind of this, you know, spread the ball offense that we've seen, especially after a big win like this against San Fran? Sorry, Vlad, I'll go to you first. Or Theo, whoever. Theo, go ahead. No, I, I think that, like, you know, Mariota, he had two touchdown passes. He was like 13 for 14. Like, we were upset about the usage for London and Pitts, but they're still out on the field. Mariota has some weapons. The offensive line is playing above their heads, and they're effectively running the ball. I think 
as long as they're close to 500, you're not going to see Desmond Ritter. If, if the things go south, then they'll put in Ritter. But like you said, Mariota, I've written about him in the waiver wire column uh, because he does have that rushing upside. It's similar to Daniel Jones a little bit. They're both, you know, kind of these some of their parts type teams where neither one's going to put up huge numbers, but they're each going to get a few rushing attempts a game. So if you're in a real pinch, yeah, you can go with Mariota. But I do, do think he's done enough to hold off Ritter. And I know there was a lot of talk about that for, for many weeks. I, I, I like, you know, how Mariota looks. Yeah, it's it's not quite the dumpster fire that a lot of people thought it would be, right? Even the defense is, uh, you know, the corners are pretty solid. Uh, I mean, we're not looking for, you know, contending for, you know, for the, for for the division. I mean, anything can happen, right? I mean, the, the the Saints are a mess, and they don't have any healthy receivers. Tampa Bay could fall apart. I mean, we doubt it, but it's possible. Uh, but they are one of the few, you know, I mean, seven of the sixteen teams in the NFC have a plus point differential, and they're one of those teams. They're three and three. They haven't necessarily even had the easiest schedule, to be honest. I mean, they faced, uh, you know, the Rams, the Saints, uh, the Bucks, the the Niners, Browns. I mean, it's it's really impressive, um, even though the, the fantasy side of things have, have been kind of a mess. And, of course, what what we really want are uh, return on investment on those Kyle Pitts, right? Because we spent third-round picks on him. In some cases, we, you know, really paid up for him. So we want to see that happen. We know he's capable of it. Uh, we just, you know, we, he just needs to start to get it done. Wasn't his like his first touchdown in America this last week? Yes. He, he had one in London last year and then this this yeah. one this week. And it's mind boggling. But here we are. Yep. <laughs> the chat's just cracking me up tonight. Um, the Jets. The Jets, Theo. Your, your, your beloved Jets. Not, well... I live on Long Island, so I'm always, you know, constantly pulling for the, for the Jets. Um, I am not a, a a Jets fan, but I do like when the Jets win. But I also like when my fantasy teams win. And right now, we're seeing nothing out of Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson has completely come back to earth. You saw Braxton Berrios find the end zone, and Corey Davis is hanging around. There's no Jets wide receiver right now that looks fantasy viable. How are you handling the situation? And should also we and I'll add in are we cutting Tyler Conklin at this point yeah I mean the Jets it's like the Brees Hall show at this point I mean what that guy's doing is just uh, absolutely incredible even just sort of breaking away from Michael Carter who's a is a decent running back in his own right uh but the the receivers are a mess right it's all gone downhill since they went from Flacco and you know back to Wilson uh and even our great Garrett Wilson right I mean that just seemed like such a gem and we know He's incredibly talented. We know, like, on, in the right team context, the guy would be, you know, a, a true alpha, and we know he's capable of that. The Elijah Moore thing really, you know, that that really sucks. I got actually lucky myself. I I, I checked my shares, uh, twenty five NFFC teams. I only have one, and I tried. I really did try to get him, but the hype just kind of really got out of control. And that's a, you know, scenario where you got lucky. Um, yeah, just kind of a you know, kind of a not great situation there for for Elijah Moore for Garrett Wilson. Um, I have. Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, both on my, like my home team, uh, you know, Yahoo league for, for 20 plus years. And I can't start either with, with any confidence. Those guys just kind of just hanging out on my bench. I'm afraid to drop them, but, uh, yeah. And then how, and deep, Tyler is league, how deep is your home league, Vlad? It is, uh, just 16, 16. So are you considering dropping Elijah Moore in a 16 team roster league? 
he's on the ball. I mean, he's the closest thing I would have to a drop. I haven't looked at this week's, uh, you know, these week's options, but I'm also, I'm also the type that hangs on out, uh, hangs on a little bit longer than you should. And I don't care if I get ripped on, on Twitter or whatever, like, you know, I'm still going to get, you know, I'm still a believer in Allen Robinson and he kind of gave me a little bit this week. He maybe not in my, my lineup, but just gives me a little bit of hope. So I kind of, you know, kind of try to stick to my gut on certain things. We got a quick, uh, uh, I know you like these, Theo. Let me just find it. We had a quick OTC rest of season here with uh, Garrett Wilson or our boy, Wandale. I was nice to see Wandale uh, this weekend produce rest of season. Which ones do you like better, uh, Vlad, first? Can I ask you, Theo, did you say, is that tongue-in-cheek that you like these rest of seasons? Or you do you like no, them or you I, don't? I do I do like the rest of season okay. ones. There's no no tongue-in-cheek. I think rest of season rankings are, are awesome. JD, that, was that was that sarcasm, JD? No, or, not at all. No, yeah, no, no yeah. usually you, you like you like when we do OTC. So it's it's love the, the OTC OTCs. for the season. Love, yeah. Love the Same. OTCs. Yeah. No, I only ask because I don't because I I am maybe it's more it's a baseball thing, but like you know, someone's asking for you know, like rest of like hundred games of the season. It's really tough to say because you know, people get hurt and in these stretches, but in football. Not as long of a season, so it does make sense. And and you do have to kind of have conviction at some point. You're right. Which one would you rather have on your NFFC rosters? I'd rather have Wandale, um, and only because there it's less crowded to me. I think he really stands out there. It's obvious already from those limited snaps in that first game that uh, uh, you know that Daniel uh, Jones was looking his way. And, um, and yeah, the, the, the receiver room is just, you know, it, it's abysmal. Uh, Richie James ain't going to be anything. So, you know, that's, that's the guy. And it really just comes down to team context for me, as far as talent wise, I think, I mean, Garrett Wilson was my favorite wide out heading into the, into this draft, uh, targeted him a whole bunch. I uh, wish he was on a different team or just in a different scenario, but he's like the guy that I think could be a huge stud and possible future hall of famer. Wilson, obviously for me in Dynasty, but in redraft, JD, it's I think you got to go with Wandell. I think that, like Vlad said, he's got the clear path. The the Jets situation right now is just like Vlad said, you can start Brees Hall, and that's about the only Jet you can start on a weekly basis. I think I would go with with Wandell Robinson over Garrett Wilson, which is is just wild to me right now. Yeah. If you if I told if I told you, I would have been shocked a month ago if anybody told me that they would take Wandell over. Garrett Wilson, but you know, here we are. Mm -hmm. Guys, check out Wheeler uh, out there in Twitter land. He puts out his rankings. He's one of the top rankers every year on uh, Fantasy Pros. Go check him out. I think it's uh, at FF underscore Wheeler, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, him, him and Theo are pretty much my go-tos with articles that come out weekly, uh, especially during the season. All right, you guys know Wandale's my most owned player, so I'm not on FFPC. I'm not, not I don't need to tell and, you guys. And, and maybe talk about your T. Higgins too, just JD. We love getting that flex out. T. T well, my three are Robinson, Bateman, and Higgins. Bateman not looking so good right now. Hopefully, we, we got to turn around that on that. But Higgins, uh, when he's on the field, love him. And of course, Wandale seeing a, a bit of a flash and hope that it uh, continues to glow as we go into the season um guys we're at we gotta get to dulcich thoughts on dulcich from vlad oh yeah ah yeah Ma imagine we went out with that with the with the new title uh format theo that would have been champ vlad talk to us about this 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 guy's like the uh tight end uh cinderella or whatever of the offseason just everybody going bananas over this guy and now with albert oh kind of fading out how do you feel about the man is tonight the coming out party yeah albert oh not only fading out inactive so, uh, and Eric Sa uh, Saubert, uh, is, that, is that his name? Saubert? 
you can you don't need to know his name because he's, <laughs> he's a little banged up. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter, Vlad. Doesn't yeah, matter. he's a little banged up. I mean, Dulcich, I mean, he's the truth, man. I mean, I played like you know DFS college uh, twice last season, and I played him both times, and he just you know smashed, and so I already have an affinity for him. Um, I'm playing him in, in in showdown in DFS, and tonight, even if he sucks, so be it. Part of me almost wants him to suck because I want to grab him on my remaining NFFC teams where he's available. The problem there is last week when Freermuth was out, um, I had to prioritize someone I knew for sure was going to come off IR and play. So I went into the you know the Gentry uh, you know uh, bin, and that didn't work out too well as Jack Gentry. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, um, I love him. Think he's going to be a stud. I don't know about today necessarily, but uh, over the course of the season, somebody that I think Russell Wilson can trust. Hey, maybe he turns Russell Wilson's season around. Who knows? I was gonna say, do you think Russ cooks tonight, Bud? Russ, I think I think he like gets the pot going and maybe like you know a, a little bit like turns it on, but I think burns, <laughs> then he goes to bed, burns, burns the house the, down. The food. It's a microwavable meal that's a, not a bad, like a Trader Joe's level microwavable meal from uh, Russell Wilson. I'll, I'll call it Latavius Murray touchdown though. That uh, that I'll put that. out there. Love that. There it is. There it is. Latavius Murray touchdown. I like. It. I picked up a lot of uh, Murray. Um, you know what? Let's. Uh, where are we? We're we're almost at eight fifteen, Theo. I think I think we'll we'll cut it out. We could keep going all night. We'll get Vlad on for a longer uh, longer format. Vlad, remind the people where they can find all your goodness. We appreciate you hanging out with with us tonight and and sharing all your insight. And uh, good luck with uh, the rest of your season, brother. Thank you so much, uh, JD Theo. Really appreciate it. Uh, Vlad Sedler at RotoGut on Twitter. You can find my work over at ftnfantasy.com if you play any medium uh, to high stakes or even just your basic uh, home leagues, come come check it out. Lots of great talent over there, including a friend of the pod, Nelson Souza, one of the best players around. So uh, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. And uh, go Dulcich. Theo, we got uh, the OG Livewire, your waiver wire show dropping tomorrow. What else do we have rest of the week, my friend? Yeah, so tomorrow's going to be kind of wild for me because I'm going on with, with Matt Kelly um, after the OG Livewire. Um, and then we've got Josh Larkey coming on another big fan, uh, friend of the show uh, who actually works uh, with our own Wheeler over at the 33rd team. Larky's been on the pod. How many times now, JD? This is like his fourth time on. I think so. I've, we've done too many, dude. Time. I can't keep up. Crushes it every single time. So uh, Larky totally does. And then we're, um, we'll be back again Thursday. Uh, we're back again tomorrow. We'll be back again Thursday. So we're bringing it uh, multiple times a week in the district. Guys, smash the like, smash the subscribe. Make sure you're you're subscribed to the channel. You don't miss it. We keep bringing in the big guests, the big shows. Enjoy the big game tonight. Hopefully you get the points you need to get the W's in your leagues. And we'll check you all. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy these trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's a... And I'll always be traded. Traded. Traded.
And I always be trading. Trading. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish, fish. Who you got in this game tonight? Chargers. Charger. What's the spread? I don't even know what the spread is in this one. You know, I gotta check the uh, the spread. I did not not bet on this one. Let me see. Should I usually have that page up every time? And of course, I always think we're gonna be done before. So it's four. The spread is four. I thought it was at three and a half. Maybe maybe it moved. Yeah. Chargers at home. I don't know, man. Maybe the Broncos. I think off. I think I think the uh, the Chargers take care of business in LA, um, but like you said, I mean, I need some Sutton points in a few leagues, and uh, I would like to see Dulcich get off to a fast start. I hate having a Monday night sweat with a Nathaniel Hackett offense, but I do need some Sutton points. Yeah, the FFPC boards are looking green, so we're we did all right this weekend. We did we did okay we did okay, but a couple other leagues I uh, and then just. In NFFC, I have a few Cortland Sutton teams. Uh, it's the all-play week. I think I'm safe, but you always need those extra points. Yeah. Hopefully tonight some Denver action helps us. All right, buddy. Tonight was fun. Yeah, awesome, man. Good show.